I've talked about it the last number of weeks. The number one question that I get as a pastor is, are we living in the last days? Are these the end times? I drew this diagram a few weeks ago, and uh, we talked about how Jesus came, and next weekend we begin Advent, and we look forward to Christmas as we celebrate Christ's coming in the flesh. And so Jesus came, and then he died on a cross, and he ascended back into heaven, and the church is planted because Jesus taught his disciples to build the church. He said, I will build my church. And so the church now continues on through time, through history, until there's another day when he is going to come back. That he came the first time and he's going to come a second time. And the Bible tells us as we move closer to this time, the world is going to get crazy. There are going to be horrible things that happen in these last days. So what are we supposed to do? What are you called to do? What am I called to do? What did Jesus tell us to do in the Gospels? What did the epistles tell us to do? What is Jude going to tell us to do today? It's the same thing. Pray. When it gets crazy, pray. The number one command is prayer. If you could open your Bibles to the book of Jude, it's the second to last book in the Bible, right before Revelation, when everything is unleashed. Jude writes this in verse 17. There's just one chapter in the book of Jude. So in Jude verse 17, it says, but dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold, that they said to you in the last times, in the last days, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are people who will divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Holy Spirit. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Jude tells us in these last days, we have a choice to make. The apostles predicted it, and as we move closer to the end, we have a choice. Will we follow a worldly spirit? Or will we follow the Holy Spirit? You have a choice of which spirit you will follow. And so Jude begins talking about the worldly spirit, the spirit of the age. And it says a few things that are happening in the spirit of the age. And the first thing that will happen is there will be scoffers. A scoffer is someone who takes something that's very seriously, very serious, and they, they make fun of it. They make light of it. The world in which we live, it seems like the things that we should be taking seriously, we're not. And the things we shouldn't take seriously, we are. And I think that we live in a day where the scoffers are out there. It also says that there will be those who follow ungodly desires. It's basically, hey, do whatever you want. Follow any sin that you want to do, and it's, it's okay. Another thing that's going to happen in these last days is that there will be those who are divisive. Wow. When I read that and I thought about the world in which we live in, everything, everywhere, everybody's divided. I don't need to spend any time on that because I'm assuming that you agree with me. 
that our world is divided, and it's getting more divisive all the time. And I just want to declare this from the pulpit, that that's not God's way. God doesn't divide. He unites. God is not a God of hate. He's a God of love. And we are called to love one another. We are even called to love our enemies, to love those who would persecute us. We are called to love, not divide. We see division happening everywhere in the world. That shouldn't be that way in the church. It is a worldly spirit, an unholy spirit. I believe that it's a demonic counterfeit to the Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of the age, and if you follow this worldly spirit, the Bible says that you will ultimately see death and destruction. But if you follow the Holy Spirit, you will have life. If you follow a worldly spirit, you will lack the power, the leading, and the help of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 24, and Matthew 24 is where Jesus is talking about the end times, and he says this, and then Many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. Seems like the days we live in, right? So many are falling away. So many are betraying. So many are hating one another. And let's just say, okay, that's enough for the worldly spirit. I don't need to go on and on about how bad the world is because that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm going to do what Jude does, and he says in verse 20, that's the worldly spirit. Then he says, but you. He says, you are different. You're of a different spirit. You're not of the spirit of this world. You are not of the things of this world. There is one king and one kingdom that we serve. And we don't worry about being excluded by this world or in the things of this world, we follow Jesus alone and we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so I want to talk about the Holy Spirit today and what does Jude say? He tells us in verse 20 to build ourselves up in the most holy faith. That you and I are supposed to build our lives on the faith that we've been given. In fact, this is Jude's whole Message beginning at the first part of Jude, he says, Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once and all entrusted to God's holy people. You are to build yourselves up in the most holy faith, to contend for the faith. And this building is a process. And if you are going to build with a worldly spirit... You are building your life on sinking sand. But if you choose to build your life on the Word of God, on the words of Jesus, all that we're being taught, if we build that, we are building our, our lives on the solid rock. See, how are you building your life? You're called to build yourself up in the faith. And then he says, you're to pray in the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> you and I are called to pray in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we need power. You are not going to make it on your own in the days in which we live without the power of God. Don't try to do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. He says, pray in the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be under the influence of a worldly spirit. I want to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. 
I want to be praying in the Spirit. I want to be abiding with the Spirit. Because he says they're keeping yourself in the love of God. That I keep myself, I abide, I pray in the Holy Spirit because that's the key to walking with God. This abiding. Listen, your walk with God is not a feeling that you have. It was a powerful time of worship this morning, wasn't it? Just that idea of being still and knowing that he's got so powerful. And I, I hope you felt it. Just It's so good to be in his presence in moments like that. But, but this love of God is not a feeling. It's a decision that we make that I do not walk according to the spirit of the age. I walk according to the Holy Spirit. I don't abide in the things of this world. I abide in the things of God. It's a choice that I make, that I keep myself in the love of God, as it says in verse 21. I keep myself in the love of God. There's three things that when you keep yourself in the love of God, you will not lose, and we cannot lose these three things in the last days. They'll be on the screen. You can't lose your conviction, your courage, or your compassion. If there are three things that we are going to need as we live in the last days, We're going to need these three things, conviction, courage, and compassion. Don't lose your nerve. Don't lose your strength. Don't lose your love. There's a battle over the territory when it comes to the king and the kingdom. You can't have two kings over one kingdom. And you can't have two kingdoms in one place. But I'm not talking about geography here. I'm, I'm going to talk today about our heart. There is a battle for your heart. God says, I I want you to love me with all of your heart. And we need to talk about the throne of our heart because whoever's there has the ruling authority. That's why I I looked around the church for the fanciest chair I could find. (laughs) We don't have a lot of them. But that's from the family room, so we brought it in. I'm thankful it was the closest chair, too, as well. And if a couple guys could help me move it after church, that'd be great. Um, But whoever sits in the throne of your heart has ruling authority over you. It says in 1 John 2, beginning of verse 15, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love of the Father is not in them. Wow. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. I follow the world's spirit, death and destruction. I follow the Holy Spirit, its life. It can't coexist. So the question is, who do you love? Who fuels your desire? Who sits on the throne of your heart? Is your life built around God and his word? Or is it built around the things of this world? That's the question we have to ask. And and it's not this conditional affection like, well, if I feel like it, God, you can have center place in my heart. When I feel good, then you can do it. Or if you do what I ask you to do, then you can have that. It's not conditional affection. It is unconditional surrender to Jesus saying, you are the Lord of my life. You are the king. You are my master. You are my savior. The number one calling that you have and I have is to guard our hearts. We are called to guard our heart, not to allow 
any stronghold of the enemy to get in and get a place or a seat in our heart. We have to keep ourselves in the love of God. I've heard this. I I don't know if it's true, but I, I heard that in the Chinese church, the persecuted church, that they have a saying, no Bible, no breakfast. No Bible, no breakfast. In other words, we don't eat physically until we eat spiritually. We spend time with God first, we build up the inner, and then we eat breakfast. So no Bible, no breakfast. So I thought about that. How many of us would starve, right, <laughs> if, if that was the saying of our life? See, I can't love both God and the world. The Bible tells me that. Jesus said it this way, no one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. The throne of our heart. Do we love God? Do we love the world? Where is our loyalty? Where is our affection? Who has your heart? And so today, I'm going to ask you to strengthen your heart in the Lord. Keep yourself in the love of God. And that love of God comes from encountering him, from being with him. The no Bible, the no breakfast, to spend time with him first and foremost. That we, we keep the world out and we keep God in. That we don't follow the worldly spirit, but the Holy Spirit. That I cultivate that inner life and that intimacy with God. Because, listen to me, conviction is born out of intimacy. Conviction is born out of intimacy, that, that i got to be close to God. I have to know God. I have to be strengthened in him. And he has to have place in my heart. Keep the world out. Keep God in. So we strengthen our heart in God. But here's something else about, about, the, about your heart. The Lord spoke to me so clearly this week to talk about this, that, that when it comes to our heart, we have to let mercy rule not judgment. Mercy, not judgment in our heart. In these last days, it will be very easy to become callous. It can, it'll be very easy to become critical or cynical. It's going to be difficult to keep a soft heart, but we need our heart to be motivated by compassion. We need to have that heart of of mercy, because we have to let mercy and compassion flow through us. That needs to be our first response, because that's Jesus' first response towards you. It's a compassionate heart. It's not judgment, it's compassion. And I want to say this as well, because it's so important, especially in the days in which we live. You've been given a gift, a calling. We talked about that last week. It's going to be necessary that you use your gift and calling in these last days, because the world needs it. The church needs it. Your family needs it. You need to walk in your calling. But you will not be able to walk in your calling without compassion. With a hard heart, you will not be able to walk in your calling. And we need you walking in your calling in these last days. And so let mercy rule, not judgment, when it comes to your heart. The Bible says in Proverbs uh, 4.23, you can look it up later. It's not on the screen. But it talks about how Everything flows from the heart. Everything flows from the heart. So it tells us to guard our heart. Guard your heart because everything flows from it. So what is flowing from your heart? What is your heart fueled by? I hope it's fueled by the love of God. Listen, this world doesn't love you. 
It will chew you up and spit you out and not care a wink. But God loves you with an everlasting love that nothing can separate you from his love. So why not let the love of God rule in your heart? That God's love would be the first go-to thing inside of you. It's your choice. It's your heart. So don't get disconnected from God and connected to this world. Stay connected. Stay abiding with the Holy Spirit. Stay connected to the church. As we continue on what Jesus talked about in the gospel, stay connected to your brothers and sisters in Christ. Stay connected to Jesus. We need each other, especially in the days in which we live. Can, can I tell you some bad news? It's never going to get any easier than it is today. It's never going to get any easier than it is today. So we need each other, right? We need to pray. We need to be together. We need to let God have his place in our heart. And you may say, well, Daryl, that is, that is really a downer. I understand that. But here's the, here's the good news. Don't give up. God's with you. He's got you. He's got good plans for you. He's going to use you in a mighty way. He has something for you, and God will show up. And we're going to watch the giants fall because God wins in the end, right? God wins in the end. So no matter what happens in these last days, don't give up. God is with you. God's going to show up in a big way in your life. Uh, a great way to guard our heart, and this is probably more appropriate for this week than any other week, but a great way to guard your heart is with thanksgiving. When you take time to wait on God and see his goodness and just all the things that he's done for you, that, that he has been faithful to you all the days of your life. And when you spend time thanking God in thanksgiving, that puts God right here on the throne of your heart. And I encourage you to do that this week, but, but to always do it. Always have a thankful heart because when you do, I mean, that, that'll change everything in your life. It'll change every relationship. It'll change everything you do. It'll change your calling. Like, when I'm thankful, it changes everything. And so I'm going to ask you, Choose thankfulness. Choose thanksgiving. No matter what's going on, no matter what the last days look at, like just choose thanksgiving. And that keeps God seated on the throne of your heart. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me today as we, as we pray? Just going to close our time with some quiet prayer here, but Jude gives us a picture of what the day, last days will be like, and there will be a worldly spirit and the Holy Spirit, and we are called to follow the Holy Spirit, to build ourselves up in the most holy faith, to pray in the Holy Spirit, to keep ourselves in the love of God, not to be divisive, not to be scoffers, not to just follow whatever we want to do, but to keep ourselves in the love of God. And doing that is putting Jesus on the throne of your heart. 
So I'm going to pray for you today. But I want you, as I pray, just to give that place to Jesus, whether it be through a prayer uh, or just agreeing with me in prayer, but you're just saying, okay, God, I, I am not going to live according to this world or the, the spirit of this world. I'm going, to, I'm going to live according to the Holy Spirit. And, and I'm going to live a life thankful that reminds me of your goodness and your love and your faithfulness to me. I'm, an, I'm going to give my, the throne of my heart. It's an unconditional surrender to you, Jesus. God, we're so grateful for your word. It's alive and powerful. God, you don't have us guessing about what will happen in the end times. You, you told us thousands of years ago what would be happening, and we see it all around us. And so, Lord, we make ourselves ready through prayer, through putting you in the right place in our heart. God, forgive us if we're divisive, if we scoff, if we're judgmental, forgive us for the sin that we have kind of let slide in our life. And Lord, we commit today to build ourselves up in the faith, to pray in the Holy Spirit that your power would be at work inside of us. We pledge to keep ourselves in your love. Thank you for loving us so much. We choose to be thankful this week to remember your love and your goodness, your faithfulness, all that you've done. Jesus, have the center. Jesus, sit on the throne of our heart. Jesus, we give ourselves to you once again, fresh and new. Let mercy and love rule our hearts. And Lord, equip us for the days ahead and the calling you've placed upon us. Thank you, God. Pray this in Jesus' name.